Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, 11.30, live with First Seder Bismedrish. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who will be joining this year. The Shurim for Chaydesh Shvat have been sponsored by the families Halpern Pollock Schechter of Manchester, England, Lila Nishmas, their mother and grandmother, Dvara Basib Yisrael Yosef, Allah Shalom, whose yurtzeh was Hey Shvat, and Lila Nishmas, my mother, Reni Kaparas Mishkava, Hindu Bashmul Akayin, and this will be the last of Chaydesh Shvat, Bez Hashem. Next week will be Chaydesh Adar, and sponsorship is available if anyone is interested in this chutz. Today we're going to talk about the Shach, Reb Shabsi Koyhein, whose yard site will be Aleph Adar this Shabbos. Um, and his Matseva, it says he was Nifter in Tuf Chav Gimel, 1663. Um, as we'll see at the end of this year, it's more probable that he was Nifter a year earlier in 1662, which would make it either his... Um, 358th or 359th uh, yard site. Okay, Reb Shabsi Akoyin the Shach was born in the year Shin Pei Aleph, um, 1621 or 1622, depending on when he was Nifter. Why is that? Because his son Allah writes in the preface to the Shach of Chaysha Mishbat that he, he didn't reach 42 years old. So he was 41 years old. So depending on what year he actually was Nifter would be that uh, what year he was born. So either 1621 or 1622. His father's name was Rav Meir Koyhain Ashkenazi. He would sign his name Ashkenazi because he came from, from Ashkenaz. Um, the Shach himself used to sign his name as either Shabsi Katz, Katz which stands for Koyhain Sedek, or sometimes just plain Shabsi Koyhain. Um, like in the Akdama to uh, Yaradeya, Nikudas HaKesef, he signs it Katz, Shabsi Katz. Other places just Shabsi Kayan, but his father would sign Meir Kayan Ashkenazi. His fa- father was a Rav in what was then Lita, in a city called Amstibov, or today they pronounce it, it's in western Ukraine, Mistibovo or something. He was also a Rav in a city called Mohilov, which is about uh, two hours drive east of Minsk, so it's much more east in, um, in, uh, in uh, I'm sorry, it's not in western Ukraine, it's in western Belarus. It's a little bit more east in Belarus. Um, he was a Galdu B'tayra. He was very good friends with the Megine Shleimai, the Pnei Yeshua's great-grandfather, Rabbi Yeshua of Krakow, the Megine Shleimai. Um, he has responsa with him. In the end of the Sefer called Gvuras Anashim, there are chuvas from Rav Meir Hakayan Ashkenazi, from the Shach's father, and there are chuvas, a few chuvas back and forth with the Megine Shleimai. In the Megine Shleimai's Haskama to the Shach, he refers to the Shach's father as Goin, the, the great one, Amitsi, my friend, Verei, Enoish Ke'erki, a man of my stature, Mereinu Rav Meir Akayin. So we know that Megin Eshleimai was one of the Gedali Hadar, and, Gedali Hadar, excuse me, and he's referring to Rav Meir as someone on his same stature. Um, that's where he signs his name in the end of, in those chuvas, in the end of Gvuras Hanashim, Meir Kayin Ashkenazi. The Chelkas Mechaykek in Avenoezer, that's one of the uh, 
Perushim on the side of Shulchan Aruch and Avanezer, Simon Yudzayin brings a tshuva that Reb Meir wrote to him, and the answer that he answered him. So in the tshuva that Reb Meir wrote to him, he he signs it Meir Ashkenazi. Um, it's an interesting thing. If you look up the tshuva, you'll see that the printers they put the name in bold, and the name they have in bold there is Aaron Meir Ashkenazi, which threw me for a little loop because I didn't see his name was Aaron anywhere. Um, when I looked closer, I noticed that it was actually a little bit of a mistake because he signed his name Leves Aaron, meaning to the house of Aaron that he's a Kayan. My name is Meir Ashkenazi. Uh, some printer along the line saw the name Aaron, Meir Ashkenazi, and bolded it. There's one new version of the Shulchan Aruch where they kept the bold, but they put a comma next to Aaron, so you realize it's Leves Aaron, comma, Meir Ashkenazi. Um, when, he, when the Chalkas Mechaikik answered him, he starts off and he writes, Meir Enich HaChomim Bahalocha, Ashrei Yom Shaloi, Kira Ahuvi Hagoin, Omer HaTayra, Asher Beis Yisrael Nishan Alav. Really um, strong and very uh, venerable uh, terms that he refers to, Rav Meir Ashkenazi. So that was the Shach's father. His mother was from the family of the Megala Amukais. Um, he writes about the Megala Amukais, the Shach writes, Sher Bissari, my relative. And um, the Shach quotes his mother in Hilchas Chala, Shim Chavav, Sivkatan Dalid. He writes, This is what I saw from the Chash of a woman, the rabbits in my mother, and from other righteous and smart women. So he quotes his mother to be Machria, Lahalacha, over there in Hilchas Chala. Um, he began learning with his father, and he brings his father in his pirushim. I didn't count, but I saw someone said he counted 50 times. He brings Orvi Moiri Virabi. For example, a few places he writes in Yaradeya Chavhei Kibalti, Mi Piha Goin Ovi Moiri. In Simon Sadi Aleph, he writes Vitsati Doverze, and I proposed this in front of Ovi Moiri Virabi. In Kofsadi Zayin as well, in Shinain Hei. Um, he writes in Shinain Hey and Hilchas Avelis. He writes Vechein Kasev Bichuva Avi Meir Virabi. My father wrote this in a Chuva. In Chayisha Mishpadai and Zayin, he writes this is what my father had written in the margins of his Sma to explain the Sma um, what he means. In Chayisha Mishpat Sadi Beis if Katan Dalid, he writes. Bekan Hera, here my father, Hagoyin Avi Meir Virabi, showed Yodei Hagdoila, his big hair, his great hand, Begodo Harifusoi, and his sharpness. Why? He says, Lefisha, Kol Tafsu Asmabaze. Everybody asked on the Sma this question, Vilayardu Lesavdaita, and they didn't understand what the Sma meant. Vavi Meiri Yishev Divrei Hasma Betuvtam Bedas, and the my father. Um, he uh, he answered the words of the Sma very well. Kahana misayeya kahana. One kayan helping another kayan. The Sma was a kayan, and the Shach's father was a kayan, so he calls him one kayan assisting the other kayan. Kahana misayeya kahana. Um, now, in Simon Bey's in Hilchashchit and Yeridea, he brings his father, but he writes there, Hareni Kaporas Mishkava, which means that his father had been Nifter that year that he wrote that that part of uh, Hilchashchita, I guess. So Hilch, the Shach was printed in Tavav, so it seems that his father must have been Nifter around that time. 
However, his father must have seen the shach because in the preface to the shach, his father wrote a little poem, a shir, like a song, a poem um, of accolades in the beginning of the shach. So he must have seen a lot of the shach. So he wasn't nifter much before Tavvav, but by Tavvav, when the shach was printed, he had been uh, he had been recently passed away. Now, the son of the Megala Amukais, Rav Nason Shapira from uh, from Krakow, writes in his Haskama to the Shach that the Shach was Hayalai um, Kiven, that the Shach was like a son to the Megala Amukais, to his father. Gidel Vyalara Birkov, he brought him up on his knees. So it sounds like that the Shach learned at some point by the Megala Amukais. The only thing is interesting to note is that the Megala Amukais was nifter in Shin Tzadi Gimel, which is 1633. The Shach was at the most 12 years old at that time. So he must have been in Krakow learning by the Megala Amukais younger than that age that the Megala Amukais' son should say that my father raised him. We don't know how long it was, but he was a young boy when he was brought by the Megala Amukais, again, who was a relative of his, as we said before, a relative of his mother. When he was 12 years old, he went to learn in Tikhtin, which makes sense at that time the Megala Amukais had been nifter, to learn by the Magine Shlaimai, by his father's friend, Rabbi Yeshua, who eventually ended up in Krakow. At that point, the Magine Shlaimai was in Tikhtin. And like the Haskama that the Magine Shlaimai wrote for the Shach, he says, He learned in my yeshiva. And the Shach quotes him in Hilchas Dam and Simon Samaches, Sivkat and Lama Gimel. He writes, Shalti Dover Zemi, Meri Harava Goldom, Meren Rav Yeshua. Um, in Tzadiches, Sivkat and Vav, he says also, Gamay Virabia, Gamer Rav Yeshua, Amr Shadvar and Bruemheim. He says, What I'm saying is 100% clear. In the Kudus HaKesev, in Simon Lamed Zayin, he brings actually a back and forth between his father and uh, the, the Magine Shleimah, as we said, they had responsa together. He quotes that in the Kudus HaKesev. And in the Slichais that the Shach composed for the, those who killed in Tach Vetat, as we'll see later in the Shir, he writes that my Rebbe also, Rebbe Yeshua, um, passed away in that period of time. He wasn't killed in Tachvetat, but he passed away in that period of time, which is, by the way, a very interesting thing, that even though he wasn't killed by in the, in the, in the terrible Tachvetat um, wars, however, since he passed away at that time, he did put his Petira as something that he lamented during that period of time. He then went to learn by the Rebbe of Heschel. Rebbe Heschel also became, was the Rav in Krakow, but um, at that point, he was in Lublin. He was in Lublin from 1632, 1634 to 1654. That's when the Rebbe Rebbe Heschel was there. And the Shach learned by him somewhere in that uh, period of time. In Simen Nun Zayin, Sivkat and Lamanhei, in Yaradeya, he writes, of Heschel. And in Nukud the Sakasif, Pei Beis, he also writes that... Um, my Rabbi Rav Heshel was the first one who recognized the mistake that the Taz made here. Now the Chida writes, the Chida we mentioned in a different share, I think by the Chavis Yar, that the Chida traveled around Europe and he kept a diary of his travels. And he writes there that he was in, v- in Vienna, I think, and he heard from someone who said that the Shach ran for six hours in front of or next to the wagon that Reb Heschel was in. Now, I don't know where Reb Heschel was going. I don't know the background of the story, but this is what he writes. 
and he was showing him some of his kuntresim, his notebooks of his pirish on the, uh, called the shach. So he was showing him his, his shach, ba'agala in the wagon. And Rabbi would tell him, here you made a mistake, this is a mistake. But he told him, continue to write, continue to write. So I don't know if this means he ran for six hours, showing him for six hours, or did he chase the wagon for six hours till he showed him? I don't know exactly what it means, but for somehow he ran for six hours to show his Rebbe, um, his Pirish called the Shach. The Panim Meirois, um, whose name was Reb Meir, who was named after the Shach's father, now he was either the Shach's nephew, his sister's son, or he was the Shach's great-nephew, his sister's grandson. Um, there's a little bit of a, of a confusion. So, but in Chelek Bey's Kufnun Hay, he says a story he heard from the Shach himself, from his uncle the Shach, and he says the Shach was in the house of Rebbe Reb Heschel, and he gave for safekeeping a golden chain. And one of the workers in the house of Reb Heschel um, stole it. And they were trying to scare him to admit that he stole it. So he writes over there that they took out a gun and they put their finger on the trigger, on the bix, on the trigger of the pistol, and they tried to get him to admit, which he didn't. And he writes over there that three years later they found it amongst this uh, servant's belongings. So he actually had stolen it. And the Panamiris in that Shiloh is going through about scaring someone into admitting how much you're allowed to do, when you're allowed to do it. And he brings this story that happened while the Shach was uh, in the house of the Rebbe of Heschel. From there he went to Vilna. Vilna at the time, the Rav of Vilna was Ramosha Lima, who was the author of the Chalkas Mechaikik, as we mentioned before, who was a friend of the Shach's father. They have a tshuva there in Simen Yedzayin to each other. And somewhere in that period of time, he was about maybe 20 years old, the Shach, 20, 22, the Chalkas Mechaikik um, appointed him to be on the Bezdin of Vilna, together with the Shah Ephraim, of Ephraim Kayin, and together with the author of the Birchas Hazevach, um, Rav Aaron Shmuel Kodinver, his name was. And um, so he was, on the, he was on the Bezdin in Vilna. In the Kudus HaKesef, in Simon Mem Gimel, um, in Yaradeh, he writes, um, I'm sorry, He says, And such a case came in front of me. It was a Trefus case. And we discussed it. I discussed it with the Bezdin. We weren't able to find a way to permit it. Um, now, the Nekudus HaKesef, that Sefer was completed in the year Tavches, 1648, um, in Vilna. So, he obviously, if he wrote that Nekudus HaKesef, before that time, he had already been, um, he had already been a Dayan on the Bezdin. So again, if he was born in 1622, so to 1648, is 26 years old, so it was younger than that age that he was on the Bezdin. In Chayshim Mishrat Peizayin, Sivkat and Chafalaf, he says, Shuvira kach maise poi kach Vilna, such a story happened in Vilna, Pasaknu, and we paskined again a remez to the Bezdin that he was on. In Vilna, he married his wife, her name was Yenta, the daughter of Revolf. Revolf was a great-grandson, um, or great-great-grandson of the Ramah. And in the preface to the Shach Yaradeya, the Shach refers to the Ramah as Chami Zikni, a grandfather-in-law of mine. The Shach had in his hand the Sefer Isser Veheter that the Ramah had owned and had written in his handwriting comments on the side. He quotes it in Simon Kofhei Sivkat and Beis. He writes that um, 
Um, he writes that uh, I saw in the Ramaz Hagois and the and the Shari Dura and the, I'm sorry and the Sirvahetar and the Shach's son writes also in the Kudus Hakesef Kuf Beis that he has from his father that original uh, Ksav Yad of the Ramah. His father-in-law was very wealthy and provided for all his needs. Like the Shach's son-in-law writes in the Hakdama Tachayshem Mishpat Oishir V'chavad V'tayra V'gdula B'yaminai Hayin V'oishir B'veysa He had Tayra, he had riches. Um, his righteousness will stay for him forever. He supported my father-in-law, the Shach. He gave him all his needs. And the printer um, of Yaridea writes about the Shach's father-in-law. And he helped him with the printing of the Sefer, the finances of printing the Shach. So in the year Tafhei, when the Shach was 24 years old about, he, decided, he started getting Haskamas for his Shach and Yaradeya. He eventually got 18 Haskamas, the first one being, the first main one being from the Galda Adar, the Taisus Yantif. His Rebbe, Reb Heshel, wrote about him, Asher minu urav leinosan eight lein of tnuma v'sheina. When he was young, he didn't sleep. Beside mesachim and games, with tanugas b'nei adam and other um, pleasures of people, lo yoshav, he didn't have any part in it, it. And he writes a whole long haskam, and he says, and this chibor, this sefer that he wrote, which was written belisafik l'shem shemayim, it was written for l'shem shemayim and for not and for not for any other type of intention chas v'shalom. And the Magine Shlema also has a Haskama there as well. The Shach writes that he began the printing Chaf Aleph Shvat in the year Bakoidesh, which is Tav Vav, and it went for 13 months, the printing. In the beginning, he, um, he was, a, um, he was uh, involved in the printing itself, but eventually he had to leave and go back home, and he left it in the hands of someone else, and he came back for the completion. And when he came back at that point, he saw certain things that he wasn't happy about, is what he writes. He says, but there was nothing to do anymore, he couldn't stop the process. And on Yoim Hei Chav Gimel Adar Aleph of Tav Zayin, 1647, they finished, they completed the printing of the Shach. And the Shach writes that he didn't have time to write an Hilchus Kalaya Kerem, which is Reish Sadivav and part of Reish Sadi Zayin. He writes, because the printers were very pressured for the work, they, they needed to get it out, and they didn't give me time to finish writing. The, 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 uh, the style of the Shach of Yaradeya is he's explaining the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, and he's coming out with a Psak Halacha based on the Achroinim, the Marshal, the Bach, the Drisha, and he felt the Marshal was the um, overwhelming Machria, the one who gave the most weight for the final Psak Halacha, even if it was against the Ramah, the Marshal was the Machria. In the preface to the Yaradeya, he writes like a, a song or a poem that every stanza ends with the word Shabsi, which was his name. And, ev- and the first letters in each stanza spell out, if you put them all together, Shabsi Hakayin. As we mentioned, his father also wrote a little poem there also. And the first letters in every stanza spell out Meir Hakayin. At the end of the Sefer Yaradeya, the Shach writes another poem. And in this poem, he puts... Um, a, uh, a, a tamsis, um, a, a, um, the, the main halachas of Yaradeya into a poem form. So you could have a little bit, if you go through it, you could have the main points of Yaradeya in that, in that poem. Um, now, in that same year, Tav Zayin, 1647, 
as we spoke about last week, the Taz, the Terezov, um, printed his Sefer. Now, the Shach right away saw the Taz, and he wrote his comments on Hagois called Nekudas HaKesef. And, um, and he finished writing that Sefer in the year Tavches, Chav Zayin Tevis Tavches in Vilna. And he writes in Akdama, don't think for a moment that Chas V'Shalom I have any machlaikas with the Taz. And if you remember last week, we said that he hosted the Taz in his house for three days, and this is where he writes it. And that's one of his proofs that he really had nothing Chas V'Shalom against the Taz personally. This was all for Limar Atayra. He says, He was by me for three days. If you remember last week, we said, and he kissed me. It was Simchas Beis HaSheva. It was, uh, this is what he's writing in the Hakdama to the Nekudus HaKasim. Now, obviously, he wrote that Hakdama later, because that happened later, but the Sefer itself was finished in Tav Ches. However, he never printed it in his lifetime, and that's why he was able to write that Hakdama later. It was only printed um, in the year Tav Lamed Zayin, 15 years after his Ptira by uh, his children. However, uh, some of those questions did reach the, the Taz's ears. For example, he must have, uh, the Shach must have presented these to Gedolim, and it got back to the Taz. Because in the Kudus HaKasif, Simon Yogimel, he writes, And I showed these, these words in Lublin, by the big fair, um, in the year Tav Zayin, in front of many Rabbani Hadar, and he hadover elov, and he says, and he got the question, got back to the Taz. and he tried to fix my answer, my question in the in the page that he uh, printed at the end of his of his sefer. What happened? The Taz heard about many of these questions, and he put an extra page at the end of the sefer. We address those questions. The Shach calls that say, that page Hadaf Ha'acharein. If you look at the end of Yeridea, Aleph, you'll see Hadaf Ha'acharein um, is the last page, the Taz addressing the questions. And the Shach then wrote another page called Kuntris Ha'acharein where he answers all those questions. And he starts off and he says, Bidaf Ha'acharein, on that last page, Hu Soiviv Ha'ilich Soiviv Dvarim He goes around things that I said. He says, But the Taz is afraid to mention my name. That he wrote this, Everyone understands he just wrote it for me, and I'm going to show you that everything he's saying is nothing, and he's only coming, he's only coming because he wants to try to trap me, but really everything he's saying is not true. So this was the back and forth between the Taz and the Shach. Now, it wasn't only the Taz. The Sefer Shach made waves throughout the Olam of the time. Many of the G'daylim were not happy with the Shach's Psokim. Again, he was going against the Taz many times. It could be because he t- took the Marshal as the Machriya, even Kenegad the Ramah. But mainly because he was so young. He was all 22 years old. He didn't have a yeshiva. He was never a Rav. And um, they, they all tried. They went and they, and they learned through a stra- Sefer and they tried to chop him on different things. And one, one letter was written to him and he says... He answers back, you think that you trapped me like a bird? He says, everything you're saying is nothing. And he writes, I toiled so hard when I wrote the Sefer that I didn't write one word or one letter until I was mivari kisailis. I, I, I sifted it like soilis naki, fine flour, pilpul chaveirim, talking to friends, velaimdim gedailim, and great uh, learned people. And if you'll see, if you'll, he says, so I don't understand why you're so quick to ask questions on me. Go through it and you'll see that I'm right. 
Then came Tach Vitat, as we talked about last year. But the Shach was, last week, I'm sorry. The Shach was in Vilna. And in Vilna, that Tach Vitat did not reach. Tach Vitat was lower down in Lita and in, in, in the Ukraine and uh, Poland. And, um, but up in Vilna, which is much more north, they didn't, they didn't uh, get affected at that time. However, like it's written in the Sefer Yevain Metzula, which is a, a, uh, a collection of what happened during Tach and Tat, he writes over there, Anshe Medinas Lita Baruch Vilna. But many people ran to Vilna, and Visham um, the enemies had not reached there. So he heard, he heard a lot about what was going on, and the Klai Yisrael being killed in Tach Vitat. And in the year Tav Yod Aleph, he put out a little uh, sefer called Slichas Vikinois. Slichas and Kinois on the Xeris that happened in the lands of Ukraine, Vala and Lita, in the years Tach Vitat. And in the Hakdama, he, he writes something called Megillah Zayefa, the tired one, the Megillah of the tired one, where he goes through all the different cities, or a lot of the different cities, and how they were destroyed, starting off with the city of Nemerov, with the Rev, the Rav Reb Yechiel, and we quoted this in the in the shir that we spoke about uh, way back. It's on my website, rebbedavidegros.com, one of the first shurim in the series. It's not on Torah anytime. Rabbi Chil of Nemerov, Nemerov and Chaps Ivan, um, which commemorates the, uh, the Tach Vitat. And he writes about other big cities like Shabrashin. We talked about that last week in Aguna from Shabrashin, um, that, uh, that how they were destroyed. And he writes at the end, and therefore I establish for myself and my children a day of Tainus on Chaf Sivan, because that's number one, the first day of the Gzairus, that's when it started. And also, we went through this Barichas then, but in the year Tav Tav, um, Tav, yeah, Tav Kuv Lamed Aleph, um, there was um, in the times of uh, not the Crusades, but in that in that uh, in that in that Kufa in the eleven hundreds, there was another Gzeira then that happened on Chav Sivan, and um, and also Chav Sivan never falls out on um, on uh, Shabbos. So therefore, it's a day of Tainus to say Slichais. And he writes like a Shtikel Ramazim. He says the year of Tav Ches Tach, which we thought would be Bizois. Bizois is Gematria Tav Ches. Yavai Aaron el Hakodesh, and instead it was turned into a mourning, and the Krivu Ailasam, the Karbanos of Klal Yisrael were brought, the Jews, the Israelim, the Levim, the Kehanim, um, and he writes in the year Tav Tes Tat, which is Shomrei Mishmeres Hakodesh. Hakodesh is Gematria Tav Tes. He says instead Anoshim Hagunim were killed al Kiddush Hashem. That's the Kiddush. He says we were hoping that it would be a year of sheket, which again is tough test. By Yavai Raigiz, instead, it was not quiet; it was full of anger. So that was Tach Vitat. Um, in the year Tough Yud, he wrote his sefer called Gvuras Anashim, which is on Evan Ezer Kuf Nundalit about forcing a get. But that also was not printed until the year till after he was Nifter in 1697. In Adar of Tav Yud Aleph, he wrote his famous sefer called Takva Kayin about uh, uh, Tvisa of, of when there's a doubt and someone has someone else's money and he grabs it, the famous sefer, and that was based on a story that happened in the year um, Tav Yud Aleph in Teves in Vilna, and he finished the sefer a few months later in Adar of Tav Yud Aleph, but also that sefer was not printed till Tav Lamed Zayin until 1677, again after his Petira. During the years Tav Yud Aleph to Tav Tesvav, while he was in Vilna, he worked on his Pirish on Chayshe Mishpat. Um, 
And in the year Tuf Yudalid in Nisan, he went to the fair in Lublin where all the Gedalim were to get askamas for his for the Sefer Mishbat. But again, he never printed that in his life either. It was only printed later after he was Nifter. Now what happened? In the year Tuf Tesvav, 1655, the Kazakhs finally came to Vilna. And um, the Ber HaGoyla, in his Hakdama to his Sefer, he writes, and on Chav Gimel Tamuz of 1655, as the enemies were coming, so we escaped the entire Kehillah, it sounds like a Vilna escaped. Those who had wagons and horses, they left on wagons and horses. Those who didn't have, they left on their feet with their children on their shoulders. And in Vilna, 25,000 people were killed. I don't, it doesn't, I'm not sure if they're Jews or, or in, I think it's entirely in the city. It sounds like most of the Jewish Kila from the Ber HaGoyle actually escaped. But in one day, 25,000 people were killed and they burned down the city. 17 days, the city was burning nonstop. The Shach was one of those who ran away. Like in, famously in Chayish Mishpat Simon Yogimel, he writes that when I wrote these words, I didn't have the Sefer Kesef Mishnah in front of me because I was writing this when I was running away from the war of the empty ones, the Reikim of the Rishoim. And um, in the in the Haskama, one of the Haskamas to the Shachan Chayisha Mishbat, Reb Gershon of Nicholsburg writes, I got to know the Shach when he was exiled with those who were exiled from Vilna. So it seems that... Um, from there he went to Lublin. Um, it seems his, his son-in-law met him in Lublin for the first time. So the son-in-law in his Akdama to writes that. Um, however, that, that it was very short-lasted. Again, this was in Tammuz. They left Vilna. They went to Lublin. By the first day of Sukkot already, the enemies, the Gaim, had come to Lublin and they had to run away again. From there he was in Prague. In Prague, there's a story, the Shfus Yaakov, um, in Chelek Aleph Simen Lamed Vav, writes a story that he heard from his grandfather-in-law, or he heard that happened in the days of his grandfather-in-law, Reb Shimon Shapiro, who was the Rav of Prague. And this is a famous story, but he brings it down there in the Tshuva, the Shavuz Yaakov, that there were certain Esroigim, that um, they were a uh, suspicion of being more coving, of grafted. And they were brought to Prague, and the Rav, Reb Shimon Paskind, that you can't make a brach on it. But he had a lot of enemies, I guess, people who didn't want to listen to him. So they wanted Dafka that you should be able to make a brach on it. And he writes over there, and they, they were Mitzarif, they combined with their psak, the Shach. He was a guest there at that time in Prague. And he also said to make a brach on it, whole shail if you can make a brach on Morka B'Shasad Chak or not. And that's what that tshuva is about. And they forced the Chazin in the Shul to make a bracha out loud. In other words, unbelievable thing. The Rav said not to, but the uh, the people, the Balabatim, who were strong, they were forcing the Chazan to go against the Rav. And the Shavos Yaakov writes, and when he started to make the bracha, Ikvu mina shamayim. From shamayim they stopped him. The Esrug fell, and I know everyone says the Pitum broke. It wasn't the Pitum. The Shavos Yaakov says the Ukits, the stem on the bottom, fully fell out from the bottom. So it became a Chaser, and therefore was Puzzle. And, um, it's, he writes that later on, all the Goyne Eretz, all of the Goynim of the land, um, um, this Prague is Moravia, um, they all said later on they wrote not to make a brach on it, and the Shach himself self regretted the Psak, and um, the Shach didn't know he was being played, that he was being pitted against the Rav. He didn't realize that. 
And before he was nifter, the Shach wrote a letter and he asked his son to bring it to Reb Nosson Shapiro to be Michael him. And he taka brought it to him, he showed it to him, and he was Michael him. Um, after Prague, he went to the city called Dresnitz in Moravia. And the Chassam Seifer is writing a tshuva. The Chassam Seifer, I think, also was a Rav in Dresnitz, if I'm correct. And he's writing a tshuva about the Eruv in Dresnitz. Now, it's an interesting thing. If you remember last week, I said that the Taz, when he was running away, that he um, was in a, a city called Steinitz, or at least they, I saw brought down, this is in Moravia, on Marin, and um, because of a tshuva that he wrote in Shin Samach Gimel and Hilchas Erevin. And I said, I didn't see clearly from the tshuva that he was ever in that city, I just see he writes a letter to that city. Well, I stand corrected, because the Chassam Soifi here in Arachayim Peites, um, he writes, Ubiprat hataz yoshav b'shteinitz. The, at this Indian, the tab was in Steinitz, Acher Gzeristach, after Gzeristach. And at that time, the Shach was in Dresnitz, Shonu Aiskenboy, in the city that we're dealing with. And it was exactly the same Shaila. They must have been both on a river. It's about an Arab with a river on, uh, a city with a river on one side. So even though in that Tshuva that he wrote about it, it's not clear to me that, he's, that he, he didn't write there. He was in uh, Steinitz, but you see clearly from the Chassam Seifer that he was. Um, it's possible that the Shach was the Rav of Dresnitz as well. Some say that he was became the Rav there. Now the story goes that the Rebbe Reb Heschel was on his way to Vienna and he passed through Nicholsburg and he was a guest in the house of the Rav, the Tzamach Tzedek. And we know that if you're the Rav of Nicholsburg, you're the Rav of the Medina, of Moravia, and to become a Rav in Moravia, you had to get Rishus from the, uh, from the Rav of, of Nicholsburg. So at that time, the Tzemach Tzedek was the Rav, and he received a letter while the Rebbe Rav Hesha was there from a city called Halashav. And they were asking if the Shach is Roy to be their Rav. And the Tzemach Tzedek asked Rav Heschel, do you know the Shach? And supposedly the Rebbe Rav Heschel answered him that it's Kedai for you to give up your Rabbonus in Nicholsburg and become the Rav of Halashav, and instead give the Shach your Rabbonus in Nicholsburg. That's how big he is. Um... So he became the Rav there. He became the Rav there. This had to be been by, for sure, uh, the year of 1660 of Tavchaf, because by that time we have a letter signed that he was already the Rav in Holoshev. He was all of, what, 40, 41 years old. In Tavchaf Bay, 1622, he saw that his end was coming, and he called his son-in-law, Rav Manish, and he asked him to put out his Shach and Chosh Mishpat. His other manuscripts, the Nukudus HaKesef, Takvakayin, Gvuras Anashim, he has a sefer on the tour called Shacha Aruch. He gave it to his son Reb Moshe. And on Rosh Chodesh Adar, Tov Chav Bey, 1622, the Shach was nifter. He didn't leave over any money. He didn't even have enough money for his wife's ksuba. He asked her to be Moichel the ksuba. She was nifter many years later in 1705, um, in a year in a, in a city called uh, Zolkova or something, which is near Lvov in, in the Ukraine, which is like six hours by car east of Holoshev, so far away. But again, it's many, many years later, 1622, um, to, um, um, it was many years later. So, so, and um, now, what, what year was he nifter? So on the Matseva, it says he was nifter in Tav Chav Gimel, which is 1663. Now you have to realize the Matseva has already been um, redone three times. The original Matseva, we could assume, was put up when he was Nifter in, um, 
in 16, uh, I'm sorry, 1662, not 1622, which makes sense. Again, his wife was nifter in 1705, so it's like 40 years later. Um, again, he was only 42, so she could have lived much longer. Um, so on the Matseva, it says he was nifter in 1663, but his Matseva was redone in 1817, in 1897, and again in 1958. Now, on the Matseva it says, it was Echod Ba'adar Rishon, the first day of Adar Rishon, and then it says, Uvayoy Mechamishi, and on Thursday, B'Sheini Boy, the second of Adar, he was buried. Which means he was Nifter on Wednesday, Aleph Adar Rishon, and buried the next day on Thursday, Bez Adar Rishon. The only thing is, that in that year, in 1663, um, Rishchidesh Adar, Aleph Adar Rishon, was actually on a Thursday. So you might say the Vav is in the wrong place, and it means he was nifter echad adar rishon b'yoyim chamishi kama on Thursday. Uvisheni v'nikvar the vav should be before uvisheni not uv'yoyim chamishi. That's possible to say. The only thing is in the haskamas to the chayshem and chayshem mishpat from Rav Gershon from Nicholsburg and from the Baal Birkas Hazevach the Rebbein Shmuel Kadenver. Those were both written in Av of Tavchav Beis and Tishrei of Tavchav Gimel. So this is Av and Tishrei of 1662. The Askamas were written and they both say Zatzal in them. So unless someone by mistake and his son-in-law printed by mistake two Askamas saying Zatzal, it can't be that he was Nifter in Adar of 1663. It must have been that he was Nifter in Adar of 1662. So like I said, since he only reached the age of, of, of less than 42, if you go back to actually when he was born, it'll be depend if he was Nifter in 1662 or 1663. Now, let's just talk about his Svarim for a second. Now, when it came to the writing of his Svarim, the Chidah, writes, we mentioned him before in his diary, that the Shach knew a shame, one of the shamas of Hashem, that's called Shem HaKaisiv, the one that writes. So basically, the Shach would talk, and the shame would write for him. And that's, it would write on its own, and says the Chidah, that's why he was able to write so many Svarim so quickly at such a young age, because he didn't do the writing. He talked, and it, uh, he dictated, and the shame wrote for him. And he writes over there also, he had the shame of Mitzia, which means if he ever had to find something, he never had to look for it. Immediately he found it exactly. It's like a, you know, a search, uh, search button instantaneously. So that's why he, had such, he was able to find things with such bikiyas so quickly. Now you might think it sounds like that he took the easy way out here. I want to point out that the Chazanish said that you should look in the Kudus HaKesev and Hilchas Trefus. Um, on one prat over there he writes... Um, that in Dine Travis he writes that yesterday I worked on this for three hours at night and I got up this morning two hours early and, uh, and I saw what, whatever, the, whatever the story was. He writes this to his son. So the Chazanish says, don't think for a second that he wasn't Oma of Yogeya. He was Oma on Yogeya down to the smallest halacha, smallest prat in, in, in his Sefer. In his Akdama to his own Sefer in Yardeya writes, so many bothers and so much toil. I didn't sleep. Shonen Rabbis for years. And everything that I wrote here, it wasn't just once or twice that I went through it. 101 times I went through it in Chaveirim Chashuvim, which Chashuva friends. And he says, If you weren't among me, amongst me, you would not believe what I was saying. So, even though I'm saying he had the shamus of writing a Metziah, the Shach was Miyageya and Tarach when he wrote his Svarim. And Yitzhak Zilberstein, Shlita, 
read this Hakdama to Rav Yashiv. I'm sure Rav Yashiv had seen it, but he was reading this Hakdama to him, being nispal about what the, the, the Shach wrote. So Rav Yashiv, Zechrein Levracha, said over a story. Now there are different versions to this story, but to me this is the one that mo- makes the most sense. The Rav Yashiv said that it's Mikubal, it's well known, it's, it, there's a Kabbalah, that in Tach Vitat, there was Gzeira, Chas Vishalom, the destruction of all of Kla Yisrael. Gzeira min HaShemayim. And instead, the Bezdin Shemayla decided, instead of Chas Vishalom destroying Kla Yisrael, three Gedolim are going to be Nifter. One of them was Reb Shimshin from Astropoli, who was killed in Tach. Reb she- the, the Reb Yashiv said he doesn't remember who the second one was. However, I will tell you the second was Rabbi Chil Namaravur from Namarav. We talked about this, uh, like he was Nifter and Chav Sivan. And the third one was supposed to be the Shach, says, says, says Rav Yashiv. But in Shemayim they decided that you can't have a world without the Shach, and therefore we need his Torah, and he's going to remain alive. So that's, that's how important the Shach and his Torah was. And just to end off with one last thing. In the end of Simen Kuf Yod, a very complicated Simen on Svek Sveka, the, um, the Shach ends off with the words, Shalom Rav Lo'yavei Saresecha Vein Lamei Michshel. There's Shalom, much Shalom for Oyavei Saresecha, and there will be no stumbling block. So Rav Hirschspring, Zechrein Levracha from Montreal, said he heard from his Zayda, Rav Davidol from Dukla. Dukla is a city in Poland, we passed through there. Um, that he wrote like this, that when the sh- he said over the following story, that when the Shach was writing Simon Kuf Yud, he was so deep in thought, he once walked out of his house onto a porch, it was like on a second floor, and there was no fence around the porch, and he pushed it, walked straight off the roof. And he didn't fall, he just floated in the air. And his Rebbitzin saw this, and she was all shook up, he just walked off the roof, and then she noticed that he wasn't, he was floating. So she didn't want to say anything because she was afraid if he would stop learning, he would fall to the ground. So she waited until he came back in, into the house, and she finally locked the door, and then, after he finished learning, she told him the whole story. So since this happened to him while he was writing Simon Kuf Yud, and he was so shakua in his machshavas, and because of that he was saved from falling off the roof, so he ended off at the end to teach us, the people who are rangantan and learning, in Yegiyas HaTayra, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, protects them. That is the Shach, It should be a Melitz Yosha for Klai Yisrael, like we're saying, this coming Shabbos, Aleph Adar, will be his 359th yard site, um, assuming that he was nifted in the year 1662. Call to everyone.